David Rubin is in our studio. The book is called Trump and the Jews. David Rubin appears as a frequent commentator on Fox News, Newsmax TV, and other media while his articles have appeared in the Jerusalem Post, Israel National News, and numerous other publications. A featured speaker throughout North America and elsewhere, he's known as the trusted voice of Israel. He was born and raised in Brooklyn, resides in Israel on a hilltop overlooking the site of ancient Shiloh where the Tabernacle of Israel stood for 369 years in the time of Joshua, Hannah, and Shmuel the prophet. In addition, uh, he has been the mayor of Shiloh and is also the president of the Israel Children's Fund. David Rubin, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good to be with you, Nachum. I appreciate that. Welcome. And uh, I was about to say to you off the air, and I said I'm going to save this comment for on the air, I wonder and imagine how many people saw the title of this book and said they could have written it. I wonder how many people have been observing what's been happening over the last two plus years and said, yeah, I could have written this book, Trump and the Jews, but you went ahead and did it. Well, the the problem is that the bulk of American Jews would be writing a very different kind of book if they if they wrote the book Trump and the Jews. That's that's the sad part about it. The bulk of American jury, correct. The bulk of American jury would write a much different book than you did. Um, however, you're speaking to the correct audience this morning for your book. We could say that, right? Yes, I am. Yes, yes you I certainly am. are. Um, so uh, there are many things that you write a book at, that you write about in the book and there are so many things that um, the people in this audience, frankly, because they are people who follow the news when, vis-a-vis Israel and care about Israel's present and future. There's a lot of things that people know they're in this book. But there's one item in this book that to me is the most, maybe you won't agree with the phrase the most, but to me is the most important historic fact um, when it comes to President Trump and the Jewish people. And that was a Shiva visit that he paid to David Friedman years and years ago. And David Friedman's father, who was a rabbi, passed away. And I remind the audience that David Friedman's father was a rabbi in a relatively liberal congregation who brought Ronald Reagan to his synagogue in the mid-1980s, right? That's correct. And I never thought, I, who observed the news on a daily basis, never really considered how critical an appointment David Friedman as ambassador to Israel has been over the last two years. And you, I think, the way you're shaking your head would, or nodding your head would agree that this was a very significant piece of this whole thing. Oh, that's absolutely so. Uh, look, Pre- President Trump, I, I, I think the whole, the whole Shiva incident. Uh, Mid-80s. In the, yes. Uh, and this was shortly after David Friedman started working for him as, right. as a lawyer for the Trump organization. And it sounds like he wasn't really working full-time, like had undertaken a couple of projects sure. for him. Sure. He didn't know him so well. Right. And, and uh, then uh, when, after Rabbi Friedman passed away and uh, David was sitting shiv, it was a, there was a massive blizzard and, uh, uh, for a couple of days that week. And, right. And uh, and all of a sudden, Trump shows up at his door in Long Island. He he took the drive out to out to visit him uh, during the shiva, and and it, you know tremendous tremendous uh, showing of character. Felt it was the right thing to do, it, you know. And like Trump gets a lot of criticism. And, oh uh, yes, and some I can't say that some of it isn't justified, but right. 
you know, and there has always been this this character issue, the moral character now, Some of issue. his behavior is embarrassing, but a lot of his behavior, especially on a professional level, in the professional arena, is to be admired. Of course, but here we're talking about personal right. issues, and, and in, in this case, it was a tremendous show of character. And there have been others. There there have been other things like that. But, so let, but, yeah. Yes, but, but Ambassador Friedman has been a tremendous influence on the president for good. So let's start the conversation from this angle. If Israel, if the United States today had a different ambassador to Israel, would all these historic uh, things that have happened in the Trump administration vis-a-vis Israel have been much different? Uh, possibly, possibly yes, possibly no. You wouldn't exactly. go as far as to say we wouldn't have the embassy in Jerusalem if it was a different ambassador? Uh, true, because there were other influences as well. Right. Uh, President Trump also has, has Mike Pompeo, who's an evangelical Christian, right. and uh, Vice President Pence, right. who are very strong pro-Israel people who who greatly supported the, the moving of the embassy. Uh, then there are others uh, like Jason Greenblatt, uh, who's also Orthodox, but um, plus his son-in-law. But although, and, and, meaning Trump's uh, son-in-law. Yes, of course, right. Jared Kushner and Ivanka, right. and you know, so so there are, there are a lot of influences. It's like, you know, there've always been Jews in in presidential administrations. Carter had them, had Eisenstadt, and and uh, Obama had a couple of Jews in there, even despite his anti-Israel tendencies, uh, to put it lightly. Right. Uh, but but. Uh, Trump has new kinds of Jews in there. He suddenly he, he has Orthodox Jews, and and it's it's actually demographically, given what's happened in the American Jewish community, where uh, where you have that that eighty to ninety percent of the American Jewish community that's just uh, assimilating and intermarrying if they get married, and uh, and, and care less who, and less about Israel. Yeah, and the ones who get married don't have children. Right. So so it's it's a uh, it's a, a natural thing as they become more and more unaffiliated, more and more secular, that they're going to move away from Israel. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's one of the great tragedies in American Jewry. But at the same time, you have a, a growing and vibrant Orthodox community. And uh, one thing that I've explained uh, to a lot of non-Jewish uh, people in America who, who read my books and uh, and donate to my, my organization, which we haven't spoken about yet, but... Um, they, I explained to them that the American Jewish community is not monolithic, right. that it's not just Chuck Schumer and Dianne Feinstein and Jerry Nadler and people like that who, uh, you know, whose basic religion is, is liberalism. Uh, but they're, they're, or at the minimum, the Democratic Party. <laughs> yes, and the, and the Bible is the New York Times. Right. But, but, but the, but the, the real the real story is that there there is a vibrant uh, aspect of the Jewish community that is connected with Israel that is connected with God right and that believes in a lot of the same things that middle America does David Rubin's here the book is called Trump and the Jews based on what you said earlier one can really look at just the embassy issue for a moment because obviously that you know it is the flagship issue of the uh, administration as far as Israel is concerned I know there are a lot of other things the Iran deal and dealings with Iran in general and there are other ways that President Trump has demonstrated his uh, um, his uh, tendency to support Israel. But that embassy issue, of course, is number one. Um, would you surmise, uh, based on 
uh, the fact that Pompeo and Pence are there and that a large number of evangelical Christians care about the Israel issue and the embassy promise that really he did this for them and not necessarily for the Jews. If, uh, if um, this was a one-issue book, the book might be called Trump and the Evangelical Christians as opposed to Trump and the Jews. Should we, should we be less, should we, uh, should we eat some humble pie on this side of religious life and understand that it was really them who got us the embassy in Jerusalem? Well, there's absolutely a lot of truth to that. Uh, the evangelical Christians are, are a very fundamental part of Trump's coalition, and, the, and the, he, uh, he gets tremendous support from evangelical Christians. And when, when, I, when I travel throughout the United States, even though I live in Israel, of course, and have been there for 27 years, uh, and I, I travel to all, all of these small towns in the Midwest, and uh, where you know we're talking about Christians who love Israel passionately and 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 really care about Israel, and uh, and obviously Trump's no fool. He's right. um, you know he likes to make himself the anti-politician, but right. the, but the fact is uh, that he's a very good politician, and right. he recognizes that that is his base of support. One of the things that's frustrating, in addition to the fact that we see you know that. So many, I mean, the majority of this country, the Jews, the majority of the Jews in this country are not Trump supporters. That's obvious. And if there was an election today just of the Jewish community of President Trump, he would not win re-election. I mean, that's clear. But um, what's even more frustrating is that on our side, and I'm so curious what you have to say about this, on our side of the community, meaning the observant, very concerned about Israel's side, right? Not, one's not mutually, no, they're not mutually exclusive, but just, you know, using that example. There has been a lack of desire to publicly praise the President of the United States for what he has done for Israel. Um, there's a hesitation. I'm not even sure you know this, by the way, because you're in Shiloh for the majority of your time. But here in the U.S., there's a hesitation among Jewish groups, even right-wing, religious right-wing, not talking about you know political right-wing, even religious right-wing Jewish groups to really get out there and declare how amazing this man has been to Israel. Do you get that sense, and do you think it creates a problem for us in Washington? Well, there is something to it, and and although it is shifting, I I remember the Republican convention when uh, Rabbi Lukstein was was invited to to give the convocation there, and and he agreed, and then he backed down because there was some criticism from more liberal members of his community. Uh, I think President Trump is a good example for for all American Jews, uh, that that you have to stand up for what's right, and you have to you have to speak up for what's right. And President Trump, uh, he, he gets all kinds of criticisms, criticisms, name calling, everything, you know, all, all the vitriol that you could throw at mm-hmm. him. Uh, but ultimately, he does the right thing. He 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 listens to it. It bothers him. He's a very sensitive guy, but but he does the what he plans on doing, and he does the right thing. And uh, this is something that American Jews need, need to learn. And that goes across the political spectrum that, uh, that, that it, number one, there's, there's a, a basic mitzvah of hakarata tov that, that, that you're supposed to uh, show recognition and, and, and thanks when something good is done for you. And what, what Trump has done for Israel, for the Jewish people, it's, it, it goes down... Uh, in in history, you know, Melech Koresh, you know, K 
King Cyrus. Right. You know, t- tremendous, tremendous uh, things you point that out this a Gentile lot, is doing. You point out a lot of the modern Jewish history. I mean, you, you would, I guess, put him in, in almost an exclusive club with Harry Truman, right? There, there, there are few presidents that you would include in their exclusive club. Am I right? Uh, well, there are actually more than you might think. I, I, I hi- Maybe Reagan would make it in, maybe? Uh, possibly. I, yeah. I, I highlight uh, George Washington, John Adams, John Quincy Adams, Abraham Lincoln. All you know, the they, different gestures they made toward the, the Jewish world. Yes, tremendous. But once tremendous. the state of Israel is, is founded, it, it, be, it becomes a different level uh, yes, of support. Yes, absolutely. So, so, yes, Harry Truman was the first world right. leader to recognize the state of Israel. And uh, when the chief rabbi of Israel visited him, uh, to thank him for his support, uh, and he started reading from the Book of Ezra uh, about uh, about King Cyrus and you know and uh, the the great things that uh, that that the Gentile king did for you know rebuilding the base of Migdash and, mm-hmm. you know and the the, the second temple and uh, and President Truman became very emotional and he he burst into tears. You know, remember this is Harry Truman we're talking about. His campaign slogan was "Give him hell, Harry." Right. He was a pretty tough guy. Right. But when it came to Israel and that connection with with Israel and the Jewish people, he he always became very emotional. And so so there, you know, there've been others, but but President Trump has really really even surpassed Harry Truman in the great things that he's done. I mean, since more recently he. Uh, he ordered the closing of the PLO embassy. Right. Well, it's a, an office, really, mm-hmm. but they 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 call it their embassy right. in in Washington, which is a big big thing. Uh, in the Trump ex- administration, they're re-examining the whole refugee issue, uh, where the the UN recognizes some three million Palestinian refugees. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking, of course, about a a people that invented itself in 1964. Uh, but but uh, if you really look at the Arab refugees from Israel in 1948, there were about 38,000, and and they they recognized several million. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- so the Trump administration is also examining that uh, to see if something should be done about that. David Rubens here. The book is Trump and the Jews. Um, do you fear what might be in the eventual? And I'm saying this because we are waiting with bated breath, and it doesn't seem like we're ever going to get it, the eventual American peace proposal? Do you, do you wonder what, if it is ever released, what might be in it? Well, everyone is waiting to see what's going to be in it. The, um, the, I'm, I'm really not too concerned because I don't think it's going to be any worse than what was before, and, and those peace proposals right. didn't go anywhere because it's obvious that there's no, uh, there's no partner on the other side that, that really wants peace. And uh, because what they want, their their minimum is Israel's maximum, and uh, you know, so it's it's definitely not going to happen. It always falls apart over Jerusalem, and uh, that that's what would be again. Uh, the it's it's actually very interesting what uh, Trump administration has done, which is uh, they've opened up doors, they've helped helped and enabled Israel to open up doors to countries in the Persian Gulf, and there's a lot of secret cooperation going on. Now it's not so secret. A lot of it has become more public recently. Right. Uh, but that that's one of the more fascinating developments, and uh, I think there's a lesson to be learned in that, uh, that uh, we're, we're living in a, a pretty tough neighborhood in the Middle East, and in fact in the world it's a pretty tough neighborhood. 
and you, you, you can't expect that other countries are going to have your values. Right. Uh, the United States and Israel, we have as much a commonality of values as you could possibly have in, in this world. Uh, but, but uh, you know, to get all uptight about Saudi Arabia and, and their Khashoggi incident, um, obviously it's not our values, it's not the way we operate, uh, but, but you have to basically protect, uh, project American values, I always say, and protect American interests. Very good. And so, so the American interests need to be protected. David Rubin's here. The book is called Trump and the Jews. How do people obtain the book? Well, best way is to either go to my website, which is davidrubinisrael.com, davidrubinisrael.com, or just go straight to Amazon, type in Trump and the Jews, David Rubin, and get the book. And, and if you like it, po- post a review on there and you know, get other people to buy it. How many people live in Shiloh? Uh, about 6,000 people in the, the greater Shiloh township. Any Americans, Shiloh any Americans besides yourself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not very few? Uh, it's about, about 15% of oh, Shiloh. Yeah. Interesting. And if one were to describe life in Shiloh, what would they say? Uh, very peaceful, great air, as long as you don't go driving out on the roads. Because you learned... Well, the air is good out on the roads, but we have to keep our windows closed because of rock throwing. And uh, right. and, uh, and there are terrorist attacks, as, uh, as, as you know, as, as as you know you, firsthand. As, as I know firsthand, because... I uh, was wounded with my three-year-old son uh, some 17 years ago as we were driving home from Jerusalem. Our car was ambushed by Islamic terrorists who were on the side of the road with AK-47 assault rifles. Palestinian terrorists, I should point out, who were from the Palestinian Authority, the Tanzi militia of the Fatah organization. Uh, I was Both sh- you and your son were hit? Absolutely. I was shot in the leg. My son was shot in the head. Uh, the bullet that went into his head and through his neck missed his brainstem by one millimeter. Uh, so we both survived. Uh, but uh, it's quite a story. The, the, the car was hit by bullets. The uh, car went completely dead when the bullets hit. I couldn't get it to start. I shifted gears. I tried over and over again trying to get the car to start and to ignite the car. And uh, eventually the car started as if, all, as if on its own. I, I mean, I really... It, I'm, I, I, from what I recall, I did not hit the gas to get the car to actually start, uh, but I hit the gas many times before. Uh, the car drove 110 miles an hour to get me to the next community up the road, which is where we got an ambulance. And because of that, we survived. And I, we got to the hospital in Jerusalem. I was pronounced the 1,000th victim of terrorism to be hospitalized in that hospital just in that previous year and a half which was what they called the second intifada. Right. And, uh, and as a result of that whole experience, and you know, we had a couple of operations, survival, and uh, a lot of emotional trauma for my son. And I, as a result of that, and trying to find treatment for my son, for a three-year-old boy, uh, I ended up starting what, what became the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, uh, for the purpose of healing the trauma of the terror victim children and rebuilding the biblical heartland of Israel through those children. so Your son so should we, be 20 years old now. He's 20 years old, finishing up his army service, Bezrat Hashem, and, and, uh, and he just wants to go to yeshiva and learn Torah full-time after that. So 
so so yeah, there are blessings in difficult experiences. You know, as as we say, Hakola Tova. Because everything of, is for good. I'm curious because of his history. Would that have been an automatic exemption from army service if he wanted it to be? Uh, possibly, possibly. And the truth is, he went into a combat unit. He had a very difficult time with that emotionally, and you know a lot of the old traumas came back up, and then that, that was very difficult. So we had to find a non-combat position for him in the army. Yeah, but, for those of us who have 20-year-old children, and I have three of them, um, we we know how young they are. Even though many people think that they are, you know easily adjustable when it comes to the army and things like that sure no it's not a simple thing it's yeah. something that nobody should take for granted and uh you know just as uh in, in america you know who would think that uh that just anyone can go to the army right. but in, in israel it's considered that okay right. go to the army but how do people how do people support your fund uh they they could they can go to uh the other website which is shiloh that's spelled S-H-I-L-O-H, ShilohIsraelChildren.org. 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 I also want to note that the uh, net proceeds from the uh, book, the book is called Trump and the Jews by David Rubin, uh, go to the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, the organization dedicated to healing the trauma of terror victim children, established by David Rubin, as he mentioned, after he and his young son were wounded in a terrorist attack. The organization supports therapeutic and educational projects for children in the biblical heartland of Israel. And you could attest that many have been helped by this effort. Oh, sure. Thousands. Thousands. We have uh, 2,000 children on our main campus at any given time. You know what I like about your book? It's a good balance between history and the uh, and, and today. It's, it's important to understand the Trump administration and what's happening with it and Israel in the context of modern Jewish history. Correct, correct. And it's important to, it's important to understand uh, the, the Jewish community in historical context. Right. Because, you know, Jews, Jews weren't, weren't always the way they are now. Right. You know, as I explain in the book, the, uh, Jew, Jews were, there was a time when all Jews were Orthodox. You know, go back a couple of hundred years. Right. And, the the and, shul they didn't in was Orthodox. Correct. That type you, of thing. Right? Yeah, even if they weren't. Right. Uh, observant, fully observant. But they, but they were in the orthodox surrounding and then you know and then uh you know came the reforming of judaism and the secularization of it and uh but but the jews who came to america were were very hard working they came in poverty they they were discriminated against uh but they they didn't have days of rage they they worked hard they, they had days of work on, exactly <laughs> yeah. they worked hard they focused on education eventually became very successful uh, on one hand, uh, financially successful. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, uh, a big part of the American Jewish community, as we discussed, uh, dropped off their Judaic heritage, and and that that's the sad part about it. And and uh, one of my goals in in writing the book Trump, yeah, in writing the book Trump and the Jews, is is that the uh, the American Jewish community will will read the facts. On the ground, really read what uh, uh, a little bit about their own history, together with our current political uh, climate and situation, and and try to understand it with an open mind. Understood. Uh, before we let you go, I'm sure there are people who would very much like me to ask you 
what you think of uh, a couple of today's news items. Any reaction to the resignation of uh, Defense Minister Lieberman? Well, uh, there's been a lot of turmoil in the Israeli government, and uh, uh, Hamas uh, helped to bring it on with their their launching of 500 rockets at Israel in the past 48 hours. And uh, look, everyone was saying that... uh, the green light has, has been given to the IDF to go in and, and do what needs to be done to clean out the hornet's nest in Gaza. And for a long time, this has been going on. We've, we've seen the pattern over and over, uh, the, the Hamas uh, attack, and then, and then they call for a ceasefire. Uh, they, they, they launch 100 rockets, and then they call for a ceasefire. And, right. it, and Israel starts to agree to it. And Netanyahu has... Uh, unfortunately, he has a very strong image in America, but unfortunately, he's uh, he's very weak when it comes to uh, taking the tough decisions, uh, tough military decisions, and tough political decisions that need to be taken. And in this situation, the cabinet met for seven hours. Uh, there, there, a lot of the ministers on on the right, uh, primarily from the Jewish Home Party, and and. Uh, uh, Israel Beitenu, uh, which is Lieberman's party, which right. is the secular right, and they 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 were pushing for uh, for the uh, to give the army the green light to, to go in and have a full operation in Gaza and truly take away their weapons once and for all. Uh, that Netanyahu overruled them, and uh, the rest of the Israeli cabinet went along with him. And there'll be new elections likely very soon. Uh, it's, it seems very likely. Uh, uh, Bennett of the Jewish Home Party is demanding the defense ministry. Otherwise, right. they're, uh, they're withdrawing from the government and calling for new elections. Uh, Lieberman has already called for new elections. And uh, Netanyahu's term is supposed to be over in, in uh, about a year's time. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting. Um, yesterday on this show, I said the only thing we, we can do is hope that Israeli leaders have a strategy, a plan, that will lead to the safety and security of our brothers and sisters in the South. I hope, as he indicated he does, that the Prime Minister actually has that plan and that it is in place and ready to roll, even during a time of quote-unquote, quote-unquote, ceasefire. David Rubin, the book is Trump and the Jews. You mentioned the website, David Rubin Israel? David Rubin. Dave, David Rubin Israel. com. Best way to obtain the book. That is, or or just go straight to Amazon, Trump and the Jews. Okay, Trump and the Jews, David Rubin, uh, a book that I bet a lot of people feel they could have written, but you actually did it, and you did it really well. So people, uh, we recommend it. You could get a tremendous history of both ancient and modern Jewish history in terms of uh, the relationship between um, uh, between um, Israel and the concept of Israel and the diaspora, and then, of course, Israel and the United States, and then, of course, Israel in the U.S. post-1948, and then, of course, the real subject of the book, Israel in the U.S. during this Trump administration. Uh, and what can I say? We are one of the organizations that is not ashamed to say, God bless President Trump for all that he has done for Israel and the Jewish people. Amen. Amen is right. Thank you, David. A real well, pleasure having you here.